This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday night, The Fox's Tale. Uh, another one in a bit of a special edition tonight. We haven't got an actual guest on here, but we want to hear at Leicester Fan TV look back at Andy King's career as a footballer for the football club and what a great service he was. Uh, get your comments here, as always. Want to know your opinion on Andy King, what he meant to you, his best goals, best game he played in. Well, it's Wednesday night, it's half seven, it's time for The Fox's Tale. I say it's a special this tonight. We want to we want to talk about Andy King, uh, a legend of the football club. I think legend gets chucked around too much with footballers nowadays. They come and have a couple of good seasons, and it makes them a legend. Uh, legend for me, someone who comes in and be a professional the whole time at the football club, uh, and answer Andy King coming in at 15 years old from Chelsea, and then working his way up into the first team, scoring on his I think second game against Southampton with a screamer, and then do you know what players coming in in his latter part of career and playing in front of him, but never moaned, never grumbled about not playing every week. But when called upon, came and did a professional job. So it's this time tonight to get your comments in, tell you your best bit about Andy King. Uh, got a couple of guests as always. Phil's going to join us. I'll bring him in now. Evening, Phil. Hi, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Trying to fight against your thunderstorms that I'm flashing around tonight. <laughs> yeah, you're, I think you're down near Birmingham, aren't you? You're in the yeah. middle of a thunderstorm. Is that right? In, in uh, Leicestershire... 
it is just absolutely blisteringly hot. Yeah, but just, no, uh, no thunder tonight. Yeah, down in Redditch, uh, Worcestershire, and yeah, we've uh, had the last couple of nice thunderstorms tonight. It seems to be a bit earlier than earlier, but hey, we'll, we'll try and go as best we can with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but no, I mean, what's the last day off? What is your memory of Andy King? I mean, where do you start with a player that was at the football club for fifteen seasons? Is it nearly well, ten seasons, sorry, in total, plus the academy years. Yeah, I mean. I, You've just got to think, I think we've just been celebrating 10 years of uh, the King Power takeover at Leicester. And um, you've got to think Andy King was there three, four years before that. I think 2006, was it, Tom? And, um, you know, he's been there through Milan Mandaric. Um, he's, I, I can't even guess. I mean, perhaps somebody who's watching can tell us how many managers Andy King has been under at Leicester City. I'm sure somebody knows that stat. I don't know it. But... Um, He's been around almost forever for the last 15, 16 years. So for a lot of fans, that covers all of their time watching Leicester. Um, for me, it covers a third of my time watching Leicester. So, uh, you know, there's not many players. I'm trying to think as well if I've seen a player play more seasons for Leicester than Andy King. And I, I, I can't think I have. I've seen a few testimonials, but I don't think anybody's done 15 or 16 years. Oh, no. I mean, for a footballer to hang around, as long as he did, and considering what you say, the latter part of the, his career, he wasn't playing as much. Uh, last couple has been shipped out on loan, but you've you never heard a grumble from Andy King. He's always been the modern professional that he came in and trained. I mean, I think to, when they showed the video the night on the Leicester channel and the players were all saying, there was no grumble when a player came in in front of him and he knew he was coming in front of him. There was no grumble. He'd just come in, train, keep his head down and be ready if he needed to be. I mean... We talk about his first game. I think it was Southampton at home. We lost the game 2-1. I remember the game. It was another one of those that season when things weren't going so well. But it was this little spark that this lad had come on, I think 18, 19 years of age, picked the ball up 30 yards out and absolutely smashed it in the top corner. And you thought, oh, hello. Who's this young lad coming through the academy? Because we've all seen these young lads come through. I can roll off some names. John Stevenson, Levi Porter. They have a couple of games in the first team and then disappear. And it was it's nice to be able to say to our kids and grandkids that I've seen a player stay at one football club for all the length of the time he did. I mean, can you what, what games stand out in your memory, Phil, of Andy King playing in goals? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right there, Tom. Let's just buy, I mean, you've just mentioned a few names there. I mean, everybody's talking about people like Luke Thomas at the moment being like, Wow, you know, is he going to be a great sensation? But will Luke Thomas and players like that, even James Madison, still be at Leicester in 15, 16 years? The answer probably isn't. So King, he is one of those um, fantastic servants. And, and like you said at the start, he, he has to go down as a legend. You asked me which, which game... I mean, there's a lot of games of Andy King that I remember, and certainly some back in the Championship and in League One. He had he had one season, Tom. I'm sure we'll talk about it, where he was the club's top goal scorer with 15 or 16 goals, I think. But the 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 question you asked me was what what moment will I remember Andy King for? I think probably it was I think it was in the Greatest Escape season, and we were playing West Ham, and it was one of those vital games. Um, towards the back end or just before we started to pick up and we were one all against West Ham, I think it was. Uh, and Andy King scored one of the scruffiest goals you'll ever see. I, I can't remember who. Somebody somebody crossed the ball in into the... It was in front of the cop. Somebody passed the ball in. Somebody had a shot. It dropped to Andy King about three foot out. And he just... He pretty much scuffed a ball in. It, so it wasn't one of his better goals, but it made it 2-1 and Leicester had to hang on for the last few minutes. I don't know if you remember it, Tom, against West Ham, but a, a real scruffy goal from Andy King, but probably one of his most important ones because it was part of the greatest escape 
when we were literally turning that corner and, and the unimaginable was starting to happen. Yeah, I mean, I remember the game, the West Ham game. It was part of that great episode season. Then we went on to West Brom away and won in the last minute there with Vardy's goal. I mean, it's those little things that stand out that Andy King helped us on the way. I mean, if we go all the way back to the start, I mean, he was he came in the season of the relegation to League One. People forget that that's how young he was. He was he played eleven games in the season. We got relegated to League One. Yeah. He then went on to play forty five games in that League One season to get promoted. Uh, nine goals, another 43 games the following season in the Championship. This lad was pushing, you know, first team is out of the way to play week in, week out. Uh, you say about his best season, that was 2010, 2011. That was 15 goals, 45 games. I mean, the lad was playing a lot of games every single season. In theory, he only started to not play from 2017, 2018. Uh, you know, after the Champions League campaign was the season, he started to fade away and not play as much. Uh Bring locks in. He's joined us now. He's come back from having his uh, dinner at Weatherspoon. Other pubs are provided as well. We <laughs> say that out now. Here Hello. He is. How are you? I, I, I was, was going to say, I said to Phil before we started, mate, do you think, does he remember Andy King locks? Because I don't really know your age. I keep thinking you're about 16, 17 locks. You're a baby face. I remember that. No, I'm, I'm 22. I'm 22. Uh, I definitely remember Andy King. Um, in fact, the first the first game, my first ever game at the King Power was the League One winning season. Um, so that was my first game at the King Power. I think it was Bristol Rovers for some shouting out 2-1, I think. Um, you'll have to clarify that. But yeah, I think that, that, that was the game. And obviously that was that was a season where, where Andy King was kind of coming through and, and obviously play, playing a decent amount of games, as you said. Um, the year before in the relegation season. We've had Ian Hume on several times and he's mentioned from his point of view, seeing Andy King come into the squad and uh, and obviously in training with all the more experienced players, kind of um, showing some class. So, yeah, I think um, I, I go back to what you said a minute ago, Phil, uh, before I joined you, we were talking about the West Ham game. Um, the, that goal, that goal against West Ham and I would say the 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 goal against Everton, the day we lifted the title. Um, they're two massive goals um, uh, in, in his career at Leicester. And, and yeah, I think everyone everyone would say that he is, he is uh, a definite Leicester, Leicester legend. You, uh, you asked a question, Phil, earlier about managers. Uh, reel them off. Gary Megson, Ian Holloway, Nigel Pearson, Paolo Sosa, Spengor and Eriksson, Nigel Pearson again. Claudio Ranieri, Shaky, Pule, Brendan Rogers. That's a long list of names. Some of them. And to be fair, there was a few interim managers, wasn't there as well? A few caretaker managers amongst all that. People like Atherton, wasn't it? And that. So. Yeah, and I think Taggart, uh, Jerry, Jerry Taggart into Walsh at one point as well, and they stepped uh, into the fray. I'm not even sure if Rob Kelly may be back there as well. I don't know, but uh, a lot of managers he's he's played under. Uh, and some very different managers there. You, you just compare and contrast Nigel Pearson. Did did he have Martin Allen on there as well? Uh, I don't think, I think Allen so. was just before. I think oh, Allen. Was he? Yeah, I think it was Megson who gave uh, King his absolute debut. Uh, Martin Allen. I don't think. But you remember Martin Allen was only in for three games. Yeah. So, think, so he's only three games. Uh, Reese, I say I was only on team, so watching my first game was 2017. Andy King was already there, and he's a main man. I've watched him grow up. Again, I think a lot of people in this generation now could say that it's another one that's come through. You've watched growing up from the terraces and just a modern day professional for me. Uh, 
he did the trouble for us. He, did he qualify? Yes, he did qualify for a medal, and he scored oh, yes. on the day. Yeah, he, he did, uh, and he, he scored, scored on the game. He, Tommy played twenty four times in the Premier League winning season for us. Uh, um, you know, so <laughs> he he was more than justified. He probably played more than Demari Gray that season, if I'm honest. Obviously, Demari Gray came in in January, didn't he, and got a winners' medal. So. Andy King, it was right up, even in the Champions League, Tom, when you said it. Champions League season, he, again, he played about t- mid-20 games for Leicester. It was really the season after that that he, he sort of went out on loan, which, I mean, I'm sure before the end of the show, we'll move on to King's end of career. But I think, you know, it's, it's better to focus on his positive times, isn't it, to start with? I mean, he's a leading goal scorer for midfield for, uh, for Leicester. The most goals scored by midfielder is Andy King for Leicester. And that, you don't see that broken that often. 55 goals, 300, uh, 329 appearances. That's, you know, going to be up there with some of the big names in the football club well, that, who's played in the past. That's one in six, Tom, isn't it? Roughly, he's, he's scoring one, guy, one, guy, one game in six for a midfielder. I mean, that's says all. Uh, James, I'd rather have King stay on and got rid of Matty James. I mean, there is a talk quite alone. Would you keep Matty James? Yeah, I think all of us probably would agree on that one because I love Matty James and when he's fit, he's a quality midfielder. Don't get me wrong. But the last three or four seasons for me has just proved that he can't stay fit. I mean, again, this season we've got another player who's going to be on the books and is he going to play enough football? I mean, Rogers rates him. I understand Rogers does rate Matty James, but he's got to get fit and he's got to be available week in, week out for me. I mean, this is last year his contract. So it'd be a tough season for him. Uh, I would have kept King for me personally for one more season yeah. and get like yeah. done with Wes Morgan, like they're done with Fuchs. You keep going all about players. We talk about keeping Pepe Mendy. I would have kept Andy King for one more season, you know, and seen what happens on that one. Uh, Jamie's been a statue here for you. Matty Fright scored two goals in injury time to win that that, uh, that game locks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for clearing that up, Jamie, because that's I'm reminiscing now. Yeah, my first Leicester game. <laughs> Matty Fry, what a legend. But we're not here to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Andrew says, if we can get an extra season, season, I'm sure Andy King could have we could have done. Well, yeah. I do as well. I think Andy could yeah. have one more season in his belt. Can we go to your locks. What was your favourite goal for him exactly, would you say? I mean, there's I mean, there's loads to pick out. I mean, I'll remember the, the, the playoff at Cardiff away when he scored with a header. You know, those are the ones that yeah. stick out for me, not all the title-winning season. No, no, I agree. Um, there's, some, I mean, look, you know, the, the video that went up the other day um, of, of a load of goals he scored and all of that. And, and like you said, was it is it 62 goals or 65 that he scored? 65? Uh, 55. 55. 55, sorry. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of goals for, for a centre midfielder. Um, you mentioned in 2010, did you say he scored 15 goals in that season? Um, that's an incredible feat for a, for a centre, you know, centre midfield player. Um, personally, um, it, I, three goals that stand out for me, and this might just be me being a bit younger. Um, I know I watched games back, you know, back when he was first round, but I can't exactly remember them all very well. Um, one of them, like we mentioned several times, the West Ham one in the Great Escape season, massive goal, massive goal. Um, I think Vardy, Vardy went to it, fluked it, fell to Andy King. He put in the back of the net. Uh, another one, as I mentioned, was the the title winning season, the last uh, the the Everton game just before we won the league. The heavens opened, the rain started coming down, and Andy King was there to score on the day that Leicester City won the Premier League uh, or, or lifted the Premier League Premier League trophy. Which was, you know, it was kind of moving if you like, because you see him running off, all the players kind of embracing him. 
Um, you know, saying well done, all of that. And, and he would have loved that. And then another goal, which a lot of people don't remember, actually, because it was in such a an up and down season, if you like, was was that the season after we won the league against Man City when we won, was it 4-1, I think, or 4-2? Um, Vardy hat trick and Andy King there with a brilliant strike on the edge of the box um, to put in the net, and that was that was a good goal because we you know we were experienced. It, it was a it, we went through a rough patch after winning the league. Um, we were you know not performing well in a lot of games, and, and that game came along and we absolutely you know outclassed Man City. So for Andy King to score in that game was was a, was a great goal, and, and was that his last goal for us? I think it might have been. Uh, last goal was Southampton away. Oh, he scored okay. a tapping at the back post. I only know because I sat and watched the goal show last <laughs> night for him. Yeah. So I remember it. I mean, for me, there's three that stand out, and it's actually it's way back in the beginning of his career. I mean, one of them was uh, the League One season away at Scunthorpe, little ball over the top, brought it down on his chest, and most people would have smashed it from there. No, Andy cuts back inside and curls in the bottom corner, uh, back into the Championship. Coventry away, we got a one-all draw. King scooped the ball over the goalkeeper into the far post. Yeah, Phil, Phil remembers that as one. Yeah. And then, as someone's mentioned on here, and uh, it is a good point of view. Uh, where's he gone? Do, do, do. Ross, he had a habit of scoring against Derby. <laughs> this is a, a one that I always remember. He did score against Derby. He scored a stupid amount of goals at Derby, home and away over the years. And the one that stands out for me was Sven's first game in charge. Uh, it, that went dark, but that was Hall. We came on and scored against that, and that was one another one. It was another chapter in the history that Sven had taken over, and King was still part of that team at the time. And then we go to Phil. He's um, got a better memory than me, so he should have some more blinders. I think, uh, what a Tom, uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about the Man City goal, the one yeah. that Locks uh, mentioned, because it was a great goal. Um, I, I, somebody's put a comment in there, and uh, I think it's Chris Cambiasso Balls, saying, would he have been <clears throat> happy to be a squad player, sit on the bench when required and pass his passion on? Um, do you know what? I really wonder if, if, if we should have kept Kingy to do exactly that. Yeah. I'm in, in the transfer chat that we've been doing, I'm, I've been saying, do you know what we need in the Leicester City side is a, an experienced, an older player, 30s or whatever, a, a bit of a midfield general who's been there, seen there and done it, who can calm the young lads down a bit at times because I think that's why we blew last season in the end was because we didn't have that calm head in the yeah. middle of the pitch and I just I, if maybe if Andy King was a bit more because he's such a nice guy from from all accounts and how he is he's such a nice guy if he'd had a bit more Robbie Savage in him if he'd had a bit more um dirtiness in his game about him and be, could become a real um, and had been a real battler more so he really would have been an excellent player to have kept in that squad now. But maybe, maybe guys, do you think he's just a bit too nice to, to, to be that wrong for us? But listen, he's got 50 caps for Wales. He's played at the top level. He's played Champions League. He's won. Why shouldn't we? We should have had him the last couple of seasons in my book. Isn't he good enough for next season? I mean, he's gone, Tom. But isn't he that player we might have been needing last season? An old head? In the middle of the pitch at times, sort of to calm it down. Yeah, I mean, someone just put on here, be happy to sit on the bench and just play when he plays. I think you got that impression from the video lap that when the players were doing their appreciation to him, he was never moaning in the dressing room. He was quite happy mm. to welcome the new midfielders into the team and still not moan about it. I mean, there's not many players who do that. I mean, 
how many football clubs do you see or players where someone comes in in that position and then they find out they're not going to play and then I want to transfer. I want to leave. I don't want to play for you anymore. I want to go somewhere else. Because I understand players want to play, but being a professional footballer is about being a team player as well. And I think that's the problem with modern day footballers sometimes. They don't understand that team ethic. You're not going to play every week in a league that's competitive, uh, in a league where you've got to be fit and ready to go when needed. And I think Kingy brought that bit of uh, professionalism but we haven't seen over the years in footballers. Uh, some we haven't seen in Leicester for a long time. Probably in the last three or four years we've seen it more. But before that, with everything that went off for the football club, the change of managers, relegations, promotions, you know, the heartache of Watford and Cardiff. He stayed and he fighted. I mean, one that stands out for me, I remember the game, I was there Watford away when Deeney scored in extra time. And I remember watching Knockhart sobbing, absolute sobbing. Kingy went straight over to him, put his arm around him. Kingy weren't much older at the end of time. You know, he's only probably three or four years older, but he still knew what to do. And he'd been at the football club that he was going to take control of the matter and put his arm around him and support him. Uh, Someone put an ear at you, what, two goals to remember. Uh, his goal against Preston that skilled the playoff semi-final to the that's the Cardiff season, and then one that Casper talked about the other night was his goal against Leeds. His volley <laughs> off his chest, and he said the first time I played against him, he scored a goal. So there's two more goals. But we all see that he scored some blinders. He didn't score tappings. He's he was a box-to-box midfielder who scored some cracking goals. He, he did, Tom. He did score a cracking own goal as well. I did. I, I was watching on YouTube earlier a bit of Kingy. We are, because it really wasn't. I don't know if you remember it or see it. It was a, a very, it was the most gentle back pass ever. It was a way of Derby. There. You said he liked to score at Derby. He passed it back to, I think it was Chris Wheeling goal. Correct. And he, <laughs> but there, it wasn't even guy. a pass back. He just no. tapped it. It was the oh, gent- and I don't know what Chris Wheel was doing, but he lifted his foot up over the ball we, top. We lost that game 1 0. I remember st- I was literally behind the goal in the, up right at the back. I remember him kicking the thing. Oh, he's going to clear this. And then it was in. I was like, what the hell is He didn't even bubble. No, it didn't it, even bubble. It just went straight past him. <laughs> oh, dear. They, they were the days where you just knew it was an up and down being a Leicester fan that you'd go to Derby and something like that would happen. Eh? They don't happen to everyone. We, we've seen it. It doesn't happen that often, but typically happened against Leicester. I mean, going to you, Locks, I mean, you, we go on towards the title season. The champ- We'll talk about the championship because he's the only player to ever won League One, the championship and the premiership and then get to a quarter-final of a Champions League. You know, fair play to him. He's He's worked his way up to get to that. I mean, we go into the championship season and he's got competition there. You know, he's got some very good players around him. Danny Drinkwater, Matty James. Uh, I think Wellens might have moved on by that point. I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head. You know, he had some players fighting for his position, but he, he still played, I think it was 40-odd games that season, uh, in a season where he was very competitive to keep your place. And he's one of the standout members of that team. You know, he wasn't the flash player. I mean, what did you think of that season as a whole with him playing? It's just in general, really, you know, not just that season. He's that kind of player, which is why we're saying that he he probably should have stayed for another year now. Uh, He's one of them players that we can rely on to come in. Um, Phil, you mentioned there the number of games he played in that title winning season. I mean, you would never have thought he played that many games Um, with with Drinkwatering and N'Golo Kante as our two centre midfielders, and he played that many games. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I agree, you know, in that championship winning season, I think, you know, it was it was Drinkwater and, and James. Is that right? Drinkwater and James in the middle of the it park? It was. But with yeah. Andy King, Andy King was there more the consistent with one or other of those two. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 obviously what we said about, you know, we, we talk about his loyalty, um, we talk about his um professionalism, his goal scoring, but it's more than that. He's the type of player which is a lot more than that. It's about what he can be in the dressing room as well. And Tom mentioned it there in that in that Watford um playoff semi-final. I mean, that was one of the darkest days in the last in the last good you know few years or so um it was a horrible day but the first thing he does you know the first thing he does is, is goes over to knockart who was in, in bits and, and and consoles him you know lets him know it's all right and, and obviously they went on again the season after and and won it one promotion to the premier oh sorry uh one promotion to the premier league and and what a season that was so yeah he, he's an he's an ultimate professional and you know, you look at the Mark Nobles, the Frank Lampards, players like that, um, who, who were at their clubs for so so many years. You know, you can see you could see King doing a Lampard, coming back in a good few years and managing the club. You could. Yeah, I mean, good point of view. Though. I mean, what do you think, Phil? Would you think there's a possibility he'll go on to be a coach or anything like that? Yeah, maybe he will. I mean, it, it, again, I've talked about the 50 caps for... For Wales, yeah. um, he's learnt a lot, obviously, there. Uh, Kevin said he plays with his heart and he's not flashy, but he has the work rate. And, he, and Kevin says, which I agree, says, ironically, it's something we do lack at the moment. Guys, I, I, I think he w could well go on to be a coach. He's only 32. I, I think people, I mean, with this talk of, oh, let's give him a testimonial, this and that, I think Andy King's got four or five more years left in him. I, can I just ask you, Tom, as well, before we go, I know we've got another five minutes. I, I feel a bit like Kingy was treated a little bit shoddily in the end at Leicester. I know he was on a bit, I know people will say he was on a big wage. So he took a big wage and he didn't play too much. But I wonder if it was under Claude Powell, who we can obviously blame for everything that goes wrong in the world. But was it, he got loaned out to Derby and Swansea? <laughs> You know, and we kept Matty James in. I just feel like perhaps Andy King at the at the end, he did he did so well to not, like you say, not grumble. But I do feel maybe at the end, the last two or three seasons, he was better than that. He could have still been part of this squad. We we had some funny, we've had some funny people in our twenty five man squad, and you, I look at it and think, why why was a, a fifty cap international Wales player still thirty two, thirty one, thirty at the time? Why was he not in that 25-man squad? I mean, you mentioned Claude Perel. I mean, look, I know much of the blow gets some hate. I think you've got to give him some credit. I mean, I, mean, I take a lot of sticks to saying that all the time, but he brought the likes of Madison and he brought Ricardo yeah. in. You can't grumble this. I mean, I'm, I understand... No, I'm not, but I'm saying, was, it, was, it, was he on... Was it was it the club and and how Andy King was treated towards the end a bit unfair, Tom? And it oh. sort of started to happen under Powell, didn't it? What I was going to say coming on to Phil, I was going to come on to the point was I think what really didn't do Claude Perron any favour is what he basically said to the players. He wanted to move the title winning team on. He made that quite clear mm. to them. And Andy King has never been shy of saying that Paul's biggest mistake was walking in the dressing room and saying you forget about everything what happened in the past. You forget about winning the league. You forget about doing well in the Champions League. It's about here and now, and it's, we're, we're going to move on from that. You you can't walk into a dressing room with the likes of King, Vardy, Morgan, Smichaels, and expect the players to go, so you basically want to put something, that a miracle that happened to one, you know, brush it on the carpet, move on all these players that have done something and expect it to work. You know, he, he tried to push 
King out really then. That was the end of Randy King's time really with Buell. He then I went think- to Swan- Swansea and did 14, 11 games, two goals. Derby 2019 for half season, four games. He ended up in Rangers for 19-20 season and two games. And then he ended up playing for Huddersfield at the back end was 14 games. I mean, I mean it, Tom, I thought he did well at Rangers. I thought he did well up at Rangers, but two games, again. only two games, mate, in the whole time he was there. And that's he was a season on loan, but he, at the end yeah. of Gerard said at Christmas, look, he ain't gonna play. I'm sorry, it's happened. We don't we, we just can't get you in. And he came back, he then went to Huddersfield and played 14 games to them in the Premiership. Premiership would it have been or no championship last no, season? No championship, so. yeah. So he played 14 games to them. And it's gonna be a testing period for now because Andy King's got to find a club to settle down with for somewhere. I mean, I don't think it'll be difficult. He's going to find somewhere in the championship. Someone will take a 50, 50 cap Wales international at the age of yeah. 31, 32 to go and play. I mean, but he probably did leave on a sound note. He'll never admit that. I don't think yeah. he would. Uh, as for testimonials for me, when he retires, you don't play a testimonial half no. through, you know, you play in no, career. No, you can't. It's when you finish because then he can pick players that he's played with, played against to play on the opposition team. And that's the way it should be for me, a testimonial when you finish your career, not halfway through it. I was just going to say as well, um, obviously, we're saying that, you know, he could have stayed for another year and, and all of this. Obviously, you know, he's he's, he's going to be a Leicester fan um, after, all, after all his career. He's going to be a massive Leicester fan. However, we, we don't know. We don't know what, what's been said, what's happened behind the scenes. We don't know if he's asked to go, you know, to leave the club and, and play on. We don't know if, if maybe they tried to start contract talk for another year. We don't, we don't know the, the insides and all of that. However, yeah, I agree with, with what you're all saying. I think he's, he's not going to have a problem now going to a championship club, even, even if it was a League One club or, or abroad or whatever. He's not going to have a problem with going somewhere and, and getting into the team. Um, would I have liked to see him stay ahead of other players in the squad? You know, I see us making a big effort to try and sign uh, Mendy for, for on another contract. Would I have preferred Sandy King? I probably would have. Um, so, yeah, we're, we'll just have to wait and see what happens now. But it, I, it, what you were saying about a testimonial, that's going to happen, isn't it, when he retires? He, he is a club legend. I mean, the, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Richard put that through, he's given an extra yeah. year extension in. King probably deserved at least one more year. Yep. I mean, everyone, I've seen a comment on here about you know sentimental value and stuff. Mm. I accept that people are going to say, "Oh, it's only sentimental because he's been here so long." For me, I would have had him for another year. Oh, Matty James and tried to move Matty James on, only because yeah. he's been injured. He barely plays. I mean, as much as Matty James, don't get me wrong, that season we stayed up the Great Escape year, he was a massive part of that. We could never forget that Matty James put the effort in to get us out of that relegation fight in the back end of the season. Had a horrible injury at home to Southampton when he did his cruciate knee. I'd never really recovered that. I mean, to go out and load to Barnes and stuff like that. And Kingy, on the other hand, then went on to push premiership titles and stuff like that and then gets pushed out really quite sadly at the end. Uh, I was going to say there was another one in here. Let's go on. Let's all put his goal against Forrest. I remember the season we'd lost 5-1 at the City Ground in early in December. Cold December's uh, afternoon kickoff. We got absolutely annihilated. And then to do the revenge of the 3-0 at home and King to score. Gallagher scored that day. I think the free kick we talked about when we had ball on at the time. I mean, these little things, these are the things we remember about Andy King. And we can never... It's, you talk about testimonials, I'm going to say. So Michaels are going to be getting one in. You know, it'd be great if they could have both have a testimony together, Candy King and Casper. I mean, why wouldn't that be brilliant? They could pick a team each because King uh, Smarkle's into his 10th season this year, is it now? 
So 2011, they, yeah, he came, yeah. So, so, you know, there could be one for the future when they both retire, they can have a testimonial together. I mean, those kind of things, that's what you want to see. We're going to finish, well, it's eight o'clock, the half an hour is up. But before we go, guys, just your message to Andy King, really. Uh, I'll start with you, Lox. What would you like to say to him before we leave? Final spot there. <laughs> um yeah i mean look we 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 can you know different fans uh different leicester fans have different opinions but i think what we can all agree on here is that andy king is is a proper leicester city legend every leicester fan would love to see him back at the club um you know once his once his playing days are over doing doing whatever he may do um you know He's won the League One, he's won Championship, he's won Premier League, he's played in the Champions League for Leicester. No other player has done that. No other player will do that for Leicester City, most likely. Playing all those, you know, League One, Championship, Premier League and Champions League, there probably won't be another another player who does that. So, um, yeah, I mean, what else can you say? Thank you, Andy King. Thanks for being such a, such a professional and, and giving us some of the best years that we've ever had, um, that Leicester City have ever had, being a part of that. Tom's crying. Where's he gone? <laughs> oh, you know, go on. You know, I think uh, I think Tom's. I'll take over because I think yeah, Tom's uh, in the middle of a thunderstorm there down in. But I think do you know what, uh, Lox? I think you said it about perfectly there. He is Andy King is like an elite legend in the Leicester City world now. In the fact that, like you said, that what he's what he's achieved puts him. Above almost any other Leicester player that we've had. I mean, Jamie yeah. Vardy will be a legend in one way. I still think of people like Alan Young as a legend in a different way. But Andy King really has. He, thank you for delivering us League One. Thank you for delivering us the Championship and the Greatest Escape, which, to be fair, is right up there with me as one of the most exciting things. Obviously, thank you for the Premier League. And thank you for Champions League. Th these are all things, Locks, that um, Andy King was part of, own a massive part of. So um, I think most fans would totally agree with that. Ben Morgan says, King, King, Andy King gets the ball, scores a goal, Andy, Andy King. Andy, Andy King. I think we'll leave it there, shall we? Ben Morgan gets in the final thing, Locks. I guess, uh, thanks for you joining us tonight, Locks. You're live tomorrow night, is that right? Are we Wednesday already? Yeah, we are. Th yeah, tomorrow night I'll be joined by Josh. Um, we were hoping we'd have a transfer to talk about, but it doesn't look like we will. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking. Lots of rumours. Yes. What do you think? Just, I mean, briefly, there's things like Tawowski, I can never say it right, Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. From, Tarkovsky from Burnley for 50 million. That sounds bonkers, doesn't it? Leicester in yeah. for a 50 million defender. We can't really talk, though, can we? <laughs> After what we've done with uh, Maguire. But yeah, we'll be talking about Tarkovsky. We'll be talking about Trincao again. Uh, what uh, Watkins, you know, everything, everything. So, yeah, join us half seven tomorrow. We need a transfer, Locks. We need one. Fans are starting to get itchy. We're talking at this end in the uh, Leicester Fan TV office. Why is everybody else starting to sign players and Leicester not? So, looking forward to watching the show tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. Brilliant. I'll let Locks go. Uh, last Cheers. Few comments, let's get them in here. Ross says... Uh, League One Championship and Premier League medal and what a collection he has. Uh, Kevin says, all hail the king. Uh, Tom says, my Wi-Fi's crashed, which is why he's not in the show anymore. Uh, Reece says, Diego Rica 
seems most likely from Bournemouth talking about transfers. Uh, somebody in the Facebook group says one of our best ever youth players we had in the last 20 years. Youth player to senior player, I would add to that. Um, Richard Wilson says he is a legend. Well done. Um, Ben says maybe Kingy will go on and win the championship with one of the Welsh clubs. Um, maybe he will. Anyway, listen, guys, thanks for everybody who's watched. Thanks for Tom, who has been hosting the show. Thanks, everybody, for joining. That includes Locks, of course. Don't forget, watch him tomorrow night. Uh, my name's not Tom, but this is the Fox's Tail Show. We'll see you soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.